0: Welcome to our study on Exploring End Time Events. This week we're going to be continuing our study on the Judgment Seat of Christ as we look at the rewards and crowns that we see in heaven. And then we're also going to cover the marriage of the Lamb. Now, when we look at our lives through the light of the Judgment Seat of Christ, we see how important it is to live as unto the Lord in every aspect of our lives, don't we? It really should make us want to strive to live for Christ. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 24, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Ladies, the race began the day you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior. You do not run this race to get to heaven. You run in order to receive the prize. Now in this race, there is not just one winner. We can all be winners. The question is, what did you do with the opportunities that God gave you? We all have our own finish line in this race, our own personal final judgment. We will stand before Jesus Christ individually. Now ladies, when we examine what consumes our life, what consumes the time that we spend in any given day, and then if we were as committed in our Christian walk with God as we are in the secular things of our lives, just think about how much more we could be doing for Christ if we were truly living for God in every aspect of our lives we would first be walking closer with the Lord right in a more intimate personal way therefore we would be open to hear the opportunities that are presented to us and second we wouldn't have to be looking over our shoulders in shame of what will be revealed at the judgment seat of Christ if we could transfer all those resources to the race that really counts we would all be winners now I don't want to just dwell on the negative on the rewards that we may have lost all of us ladies have lost rewards because we have a sin nature now Satan wants us to dwell on the negative so he will constantly Bring those negative thoughts to mind in order to prevent us from being all that we can be in Christ. Don't let Satan have that victory. Use that sorrow that you think about when you think of a lost reward to motivate you to be all you can be in Christ. Ladies, in order to win the race, we need, just as the athletes do, to have discipline in our lives. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 27, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Now there are a lot of ways that we can fail in the Christian walk, but all of them begin with the lack of discipline. Now we all have busy lives and We can sure make excuses as to why we haven't been able to read the Bible today or why we haven't had our quiet time with the Lord. But ladies, this is key to walking with the Lord. We need to make time to be in His Word. You know, how are you going to be able to hear the Lord with the opportunities that He's presented to you if you are not in His Word? If you're not in prayer with Him, if you're not communicating with Him, how are you going to know what to do? When you go to bed at night, I want you to think about your day. And if you cannot think of one thing that you did for the Lord that day, then ladies, that day is wasted. You can't get that day back. Think about it being burned at the judgment seat of Christ. So the purpose for discipline is that we might learn to draw our strength from Christ. We cannot live godly lives in this world without Christ's strength. Paul said in Philippians 4:13, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Ladies, it's not our own strength. We can only endure through Christ. Our lives need to be about Christ, not about us. Notice that everything that happens at the judgment seat of Christ is about what you did for Christ, not how far did you get in the corporate world or what did you gain here on earth. It's about what you did for Christ. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me ladies we must decrease and Christ must increase in our lives now Paul he kept his eye on the prize and he continually pressed toward the finish line as we see in Philippians 3 verses 12 through 14 it says not that I have already attained or am already perfected but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold for me brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Ladies, just as Paul said, we need to be reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So how does this equate to our daily lives? Well, sometimes it's the little things in life that we do When done with the right motive, can receive rewards. Let's look over to Matthew 25 and look at verses 35 and 36. It says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And now, ladies, drop down to verse 40. It says, And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Ladies, it's the little things of life that doesn't necessarily take a lot of money, does it? But mean a lot. Think about those that you have helped in your life, that have needed help and encouragement. Those whom you visited that were sick. Those you helped maybe financially and met their physical needs. It could be a friend, a stranger, even a loved one. Well, Christ says, when you do this, you did it for me, for Christ. Christ, ladies, sees your heart. He knows when you are reaching out your hand to help another and he doesn't hesitate to say that you will be repaid as we see in Luke chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 let's look over to that it says then he also said to him who invited him when you give a dinner or a supper do not ask your friends your brothers your relatives nor your rich neighbors lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Ladies, it is about Christ and what you do for Him. Now, another way this equates to our daily lives is having a joyful acceptance of injustice. Let's look over to Matthew chapter 5 again and look at verses 11 and 12. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, Christ was very straightforward here about the reward connected with bearing insults and persecution for his sake. Ladies, our attitude towards persecution should not be one of retaliation, but we are to rejoice, as it says in verse 12, for great is your reward in heaven. Paul also said in 2 Corinthians 12:10, He says, Brethren, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Ladies, when we are truly living godly lives, we will suffer persecution. Because Satan doesn't want you to be living a godly life. And he will do everything that he can to discourage you from doing so. Now a third way that can equate to rewards in our daily living is financially. Have you ever heard the saying, you can't take it with you? Well, there is a way that you can. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter six and look at verses 19 and 21. It says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." I heard a story that I believe best illustrates this. It was about a woman whose husband bought her this beautiful gem necklace for their anniversary. Well, one day she was looking at this necklace and admiring it. And then she got to thinking about what she could have done with the money that it took to purchase that necklace. And she approached her husband with an idea. Now, she loved children, but her and her husband could not have any children. And she wanted to sell the gem necklace and use the money to help orphan children and so they did now over the years as she helped orphan children she actually was able to establish an orphanage herself that helped thousands of children who saw the love of Jesus in her and accepted Jesus Christ into their hearts also and one day she looked over at her husband and she said I don't miss my gem necklace I found my gems in each face of the little children. Ladies, she found a way to take her gems with her because each of these little children that accepted Jesus Christ into their hearts will be in heaven with her. Her gems will be in heaven with her. When we invest in the lives of others, and lead them to the Lord ladies we take our investments with us we will be judged on the basis of faithfulness to the opportunities that are presented to us Well, the good deeds that Christ will be looking for have joyous faith and a commitment to persevere it is a willingness to serve God and invest in others it is the little things of life, our motives, and what we do with the opportunities that God has presented to us. Ladies, as it says in Hebrews 12, 1, it says, And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And then Paul says in Second Timothy 4, 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Not only will we receive wards as we run this race in life. But did you know that there are also five crowns that are awarded at the judgment seat of Christ? There is the crown of imperishable, the crown of rejoicing, the crown of life, the crown of glory, and the crown of righteousness. And we're gonna go through each one of these. First is the imperishable crown. Well, this crown is perhaps the one that best relates most closely to our day-to-day living. The one who receives this crown are ones who look at life as a marathon and not a 500-yard dash. It says in 1 Corinthians 9:25, and everyone who competes with the prize, Is temperate in all things now they do it to obtain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown you know Martin Luther said I have held many things in my hands and I have lost them all but whatever I place in God's hands that still I possess ladies then notice that Paul continues In 1 Corinthians 9, as we look at 26 and 27, it says, Therefore I run thus not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. We are to discipline our bodies, just as athletes discipline theirs to win the race. Now, when an athlete trains for the Olympics, for example, they must use strict discipline in order to keep their focus on the goal of winning, right? They don't train for years to quit at the end. No, they push toward that goal. They sacrifice to keep their bodies in shape so that they are ready when the event takes place. Now, successful marathon runners practice, practice, practice. They run, they watch their diets, they check their heart rates, and they make sure that they are healthy and fit. And those who do not discipline their lives, well, most likely they lose the race. Ladies, we too are to be ready. And in order to be ready, we need to discipline our lives too. We need to be in God's word daily communicating with God so that we can run the race well. We need to put away ourselves, put away those negative thoughts, put away those flashes of anger. We need to instead feast on beneficial things like compassion, kindness, meekness, and love. As we look over to Colossians 3, let's look, look at verses 12 through 15. It says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Ladies, each day of your race, until the final day when you finish, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we continue in Colossians 3, let's look at verses 16 and 17. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in the word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, ladies, we can win many rewards here on earth. But these rewards are perishable. We have a crown awaiting us in heaven that does not perish. Ladies, what we do for Jesus Christ will not perish. Our second crown is the crown of rejoicing. Now the crown of rejoicing is awarded to those who have invested their lives in others in sharing the gospel. It's often called the soul winner's crown. Let's turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and look at verse 19. It says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Every one of us has an opportunity, ladies, to bear witness for our faith in others. We can all receive this crown. Now, there are some Christians... Whom it just comes easy for them to witness my mother-in-law was a soul winner she always was witnessing to people and leading them to the Lord but it doesn't always come easy for everybody and there are a lot of methods for sharing your faith but I believe the best method is to just tell what Christ did for you share your faith Paul wasn't always successful when he shared the gospel and you know when you're going out and you're talking to people they're not all gonna be receptive but that didn't stop Paul and it shouldn't stop us he said to his Thessalonian friends as we see in 1st Thessalonians 2 4 but as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel even so we speak not as pleasing men but God who tests our hearts ladies one day at the judgment seat of Christ our heart will be tested to see if we pleased men or Christ did you know that every time you sow even the tiniest seed it pleases God Luke 15:10 says likewise I say to you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Just imagine standing at the judgment seat of Christ and seeing others who you helped lead to the Lord. Oh what a day of rejoicing that will be. The third crown is the crown of life. Now this crown is given to those who have suffered for their faith even to the point of losing it let's turn over to James chapter 1 and look at verse 12 it says blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him ladies if you're living a godly life you will be persecuted you don't have to look for persecution it'll find you it is not easy to go through persecution but if we are faithful in enduring such trials and persecutions ladies we will be rewarded in heaven a lot of times they call this crown also the martyr's crown let's look at Revelation two ten. it says do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer indeed the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life we will ladies be rewarded as we suffer the persecution for Christ's sake in the Beatitudes Christ said rejoice in persecution for great is your reward in heaven Remember the verses in Matthew 5 verses 11 through 12 where it said blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Ladies, what an encouragement, an incentive this should be to you to endure and be faithful as you suffer persecution for standing up for your faith. When you are scorned by members of your own family, but you remain faithful as a witness for the Lord to them. Ladies, God is paying attention. He sees, he understands, he cares, he remembers, and it says he rewards. The fourth crown is the crown of glory. Let's look over to First Peter chapter five, verses one through four. It says, "The elders who are among you, I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly, not for dishonest gain." but eagerly nor as being lords over those entrusted to you but being examples to the flock and when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away this crown ladies is for pastors who are faithful in their service to the Lord this crown is not an automatic reward just because they accepted the call to be a pastor again Christ is seeking faithfulness in context it talks about a shepherd caring for his sheep now a pastor has a responsibility to feed the sheep feed the Word of God care for his flock and bring them to maturity if he is faithful to the Lord in his service he will receive the crown of glory now the fifth crown is the crown of righteousness now, this crown is given to those who are longing for and anticipating the return of the Lord. Let's turn over to Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, where it says, Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Ladies, Paul was very confident that a crown of righteousness was awaiting him. And he encourages us, as he says, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. In the context of 2 Timothy 4, the Lord's appearing was not a platform for speculation about the end times, but an incentive for righteous living. Notice what Paul said in verse just prior to that in verse 7 it says I fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith so based on the knowledge that he had lived righteously Paul anticipated the Lord's return and motivated by his love of the Lord's appearing he was looking forward to being awarded a crown of righteousness by a righteous judge See, anticipation and purity, they go hand in hand. You cannot longingly be looking for Christ's return and live a life that is displeasing to Him at the same time. All who long for the return of Christ live like they long for it. Those who generally long for the blessed hope of the return of the Lord are the same people who live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. Titus 2.12 says teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Ladies, I have a video that I'd like you to watch that goes right along with this crown of righteousness. Please watch.
1: I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. Do you not know that
2: in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in
1: such a way as to get the prize.
2: Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it for a crown that will not last, but we do it for a crown that will last forever. <laughs> Physical training is of some value. But
1: godliness has value for all things.
2: Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith.
1: Let us run with perseverance. The race
2: marked out for us. We all stumble in many ways. We all
1: stumble in many ways.
2: One thing I do. One thing
1: I do, forgetting what is behind.
2: Straining toward what is ahead. And
1: straining toward what is ahead.
2: But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint.
1: When you walk, when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, when you run, you will not stumble.
2: I have fought the good fight.
1: I have finished the race.
2: I have kept the faith.
1: Now there is in store for me the crown, of the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And
2: not only to me,
1: but also to all who have longed for his appearing.
0: So ladies you can see how living godly lives living as unto the lord in every aspect of our lives will determine the rewards and crowns we receive in heaven at the judgment seat of christ the rewards and crowns are determined as our deeds are tested by fire and what doesn't burn up that is what our rewards and our crowns will be notice that paul uses two types of categories material that represent the deeds in 1st Corinthians three twelve, it says now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold silver precious stones wood hay and straw now within these categories you notice that there are three that will not burn which is the gold the silver and the precious stone and then there are three that burn which is the wood hay and straw Scripture does not tell us what each material represents. What makes one deed wood and one straw? What makes one gold and one silver? But some scholars have speculated that this may show degrees of rewards that we receive. It's kinda like the Olympics. You know how they have three medals? They have the gold, the silver, and the bronze. Now these athletes have all received these medals. They are all winners, right? But yet there are different degrees of the prize. So it could be the same idea here. We have the gold, the silver, and the precious stones. Well, that could be degrees of rewards in heaven. Ladies, there's a lot of mysteries when dealing with end time events. And God doesn't tell us everything, but just think for a second. What if these scholars are saying is true? What if there are degrees of rewards? Wouldn't you want to strive to do your best here? It should motivate us even more to live for God in every aspect of our lives to glorify God. Why would you want to go to heaven, stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and say, you know, I only shot for a bronze medal. I didn't give it my all. No, you want to stand before the King of Kings and say, I gave it my best. I gave it my best. I gave my all. You are worthy of my service. You want to hear, well done, not, you could have done better, right? Well, that completes our section on the Judgment Seat of Christ. And now we're going on to the Marriage of the Lamb. You remember our analogy of the Jewish wedding, right? So now we see the Marriage of the Lamb which follows the Judgment Seat of Christ. The Marriage of the Lamb takes place in Heaven and it involves Christ and the Church that has been raptured. Now I want to make it clear that we are talking about the marriage of the Lamb and not the marriage supper. These are our two separate events. The marriage of the Lamb takes place in heaven and the marriage supper will take place on earth. It's kind of like a wedding we have now where you have the ceremony and then you go to the reception. Well, we're going to be going to the marriage supper at a later time. Now we know this because as it says in Revelation 19, 7, it's talking about the marriage supper here, and it says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. So it says, the marriage of the Lamb has come. Ladies, this is in the Aorist tense here in the Greek, which translates has come, signifying a completed action showing us that the marriage has been consummated so when we go to the marriage supper the marriage of the lamb has already taken place the marriage is seen to follow the events of the judgment seat of Christ and as we see here in verse 7 it says that his wife has made herself ready well ladies we need our wedding garments As it has been described in verse 8 of Revelation 19 it says and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the Saints ladies did you know that from the day you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart until the day that Christ returns you have been sewing the wedding garment that you are to wear by what you have done for God. Notice that the verse says, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Ladies, these are the acts that did not burn up at the judgment seat. Now there are two types of garments that are going to be worn here. And first we have the first garment of righteousness that Christ gives us. Now you do not work for this garment. It is given by Christ which admits us into heaven it says in second corinthians five twenty one, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him so this is the first garment the garment of righteousness which you receive at the time that you are saved now the second garment is made up of the deeds that we have done for Christ here on Earth, ladies. I read a story that I feel is a really great example of how our deeds survive the the test of fire. It's going to be one of those deeds that will be a part of your wedding gown. Now, Woodrow Crow from Back to the Bible Ministry. I don't know how many of you know him, but you know Warren Weir'sby because we have done his studies well he took Warren weersby 's position at back to the Bible well he told a story that he had heard from Christian artist Steve Green when he was at a concert with him and he asked permission to tell the story because it fits so well with the testing of fire and it went something like this in summary it talked about how on February 1st, 2003, we were all glued to our TVs as we watched the disaster of the space shuttle Columbia disintegrating over Texas during re entry into the Earth's atmosphere. The Columbia shuttle was manned by seven brave astronauts, including Commander Rick Husband, a U.S. Air Force colonel. Now, Rick Husband was close friends with Steve Green. Their friendship had begun years earlier when Rick and his wife Evelyn had stood in line to meet Steve Green after a concert in Houston, while Steve actually sang at the Columbia launch just two weeks earlier. Now, the spouses of the crew members were allowed to each pick a song for them to wake up to in the morning in space. Well, Evelyn, which was Rick's wife, had picked Steve Green's song, God of Wonders. Well, Woodrow Crowe said that Steve played a tape of Rick Husband communicating with Mission Control after that very song was played. And then, next, Steve showed a photograph of his God of Wonders CD that Rick actually took into space with him on that fateful mission. After the Columbia disaster, There were more than 2,000 debris fields stretching from southeast of Dallas to western Louisiana and southwestern Arkansas. Amazingly, Steve Green's CD was among the recovered debris. Well, when Steve showed the photo of the CD, its edges were all jagged and it seemed as if somebody repeatedly had cut it with a pair of scissors. It had been tested, ladies, by fire. But when it was found among the debris, it was scarred, but yet it was intact. Think about the heat and the pressure that that CD was subjected to. It actually frayed the very edges of the case around it, yet the CD itself survived. Ladies, that's what the testing at the judgment seat of Christ will be like. Each one of us will be held accountable for what we did with what God has given to us. Each one of us are sewing our wedding gown with what survives the test of fire. Each one of us has a choice as to the material that we use. Be like the CD the commander Rick husband took into space live wisely now so that your life of service will survive being tested by fire and you can enjoy a full reward forever in closing I'd like you to listen to Steve Green as he sings God of Wonders
1: all creation of water, earth, and sky, the heavens on tabernacle glory to the Lord on high God of wonders beyond our galaxy you are holy. First declare your majesty You are, you are.